hello, race fans. How are you? A brand new week. It is March the 8th. And again, every time we get to that new week, right, closer and closer to the start of a new racing season, both for the NTT IndyCar Series and the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. My name is Rob Howden, the Road to Indy Insider and the voice of that Road to Indy. Looking forward to uh, getting the season underway and obviously counting down until we get a chance to get to Barber for spring training, which will really be our first kind of official look at all the drivers and the teams that will be part of the 2021 season. One of the teams, of course, in the Indy Lights program making its debut will be the Global Racing Group as they uh, have expanded from what they do, obviously, over at the FR Americas program and coming in to, to partner with HMD Motorsports to come Indy Lights racing. And, and really, it's kind of been that move uh, that so many of us looking forward to because a young Swedish driver who dominated the action last year in FR Americas is coming over to run uh, as a rookie in the lights. Linus Lundqvist, of course, the driver I'm talking about, absolute flat domination last year. And that kind of puts him, I, I hate to use the word dark horse for the championship this year because he did so well, but he is a rookie uh, coming in with that new team, Global Racing Group, even though they have the connection with HMD Motorsports, a primary championship contender, you have to believe. As after the hiatus for Indy Lights, we press the reset button and we're getting ready to come back and do it again. We've got a couple of different scholarship winners. Kyle Kirkwood, of course, from, from uh, the year before, uh, 2019. Then we've got Stingray Rob as well with Hunkos Racing, last year's Indy Pro 2000 champion. So a bunch of drivers coming into play. And that's why Dark Horse or maybe an unknown is, to a certain extent in, in terms of Indy Lights. A better way to describe uh, Linus. Let's bring him in here right now to join me. Linus, thank you so much for joining me here on the Road to Indy Insider Live. Thank you so much for having me. Good to see you again, Rob. I look forward to it, my friend. This is going to be a tremendous year. I think everybody who loves IndyCar and loves Indy Lights was kind of dying last year. We didn't get a chance to have the series, but it really has amped things up for this year uh, in, in 2021. 12 confirmed cars. Before we del delve kind of into your career and how you started in karting and worked your way up through the ranks over uh, in Europe, let's just talk first about your excitement Big season last year we'll, that we'll touch on in Formula Regional Americas. But, man, dude, you're going Indy Lights racing. You're one step away from IndyCar. It's going to be a fun season. I know. Um, I mean, just thinking about it sort of gets me pumping, and I'm yeah. so excited for the season. Like I said, we had an awesome season last year with together with Global in the FR Americas Championship. And, obviously, it feels great to be able now to to sort of take the next step. And, like you say, now you're, you know, you're racing together with IndyCar at those weekends and you're the, the step below the big boys. So uh, it's going to be super fun and I'm so excited. Mentally, obviously, in the offseason, I know you guys have done a lot of testing. HMD is such a great program, as is Global Racing Group. You bring the both of them together and their core competencies and their success. And, man, it just it makes this kind of a powerhouse juggernaut team. But you got a chance to do some testing, of course, in the Delara IL-15 how much momentum, we'll get to it more later, but how much momentum and confidence do you have coming off that dominant year last season through all the testing you've done? A brand new car, track you've never been to, some, some of the tracks you've never been to. Are you still as confident as you were last year? I mean, obviously, you, you bring a bit of confidence because we had such a good season, but you still need to be a bit humble and respectful for the challenge that lies ahead. And I mean, it was a big step, even just the first lap that I did in the lights car. It's a big step, car-wise, <laughs> yeah. like power-wise and arrow and brakes. So um, obviously, it's going to be a new challenge and uh, a lot of new circuits and street circuits and an oval that I've never done, never done before. So yep. there's a lot of new challenges, but I'm so pumped for it. I feel uh, I'm ready for it. Well, we're going to take this opportunity, as we do with our my live shows here, to kind of introduce you to the Road to Indy uh, fan base, the community, and, of course, all those uh, that love IndyCar racing and kind of like to follow the young drivers as they come up through the ranks. 
Let's start with you. Uh, like most of the, the drivers that we have in the road to Indy, a big, uh, you know, a young career of karting. Give me a little start, though, is how did you fall in love with racing? Is it a family thing? What was it that, as a young kid, you said, I want to go go-kart racing? Well, you tell me, actually. Uh, I'm the first one in my family. Really? To, uh, yeah, to even be interested in motorsport and racing. Wow. So, yeah, it was more or less random, I almost want to say. Uh, okay. But for some reason, I had, had a love for cars when I was younger. Um, and then, uh, by accident, I got introduced to go-kart uh, at the age of six. And then okay. I just fell in love with it. <clears throat> wow. So, um, I then just started um, driving at a rental place. Uh, picked it up and then um, I had the uh, the love and the support of my parents so they bought me my first go-kart wow, and then okay. we uh, chucked it in the back of our car and then she just drove to our first race not knowing anything um, so <laughs> I'll tell you that the first couple of races were like a steep learning curve oh, so both for, yeah both for me and my parents like we had no idea like qualifying and heats and finals we wow. had no idea so, um, but yeah, we, uh, we kept at it and quite early on, it showed that I was pretty fast and we started to win races, et cetera. And that's where I picked up sort of my motivation and why I do this. It's, it's the love of winning. Um, and, uh, we kept on doing karting for eight years and then, um, went on to, um, to single seaters and, uh, yeah, here we are almost 15 years later. Right. No kidding. It's crazy. And I love the fact that obviously there was natural talent there, right? You guys didn't know a lot. So it's not like you had the technical knowledge to be able to get you up front. It was just you able to drive the cart and, and get wheeling. And that's what, you know, Dan Weldon used to always say, and, and to me and to everyone else that, that karting is that p the purest form of motorsports, right? So it's, if you can drive, you can get to the front. So, uh, as a young Swedish driver, there's obviously a lot of guys that have come up before. Was there, were, were there some drivers that maybe were your, uh, maybe your heroes back then or guys that you wanted to emulate? I wouldn't say that I had any like clear idol or, um, someone that I wanted to be, but obviously okay. people that you looked up to, uh, and sort of parts where I want this part and I want that part from, from this person. And it yeah. doesn't just have to be in racing. I think just in general, sure. uh, but it was another Swede that I followed that, I think you all know very well uh, who is Felix Rosenquist, yeah. um, who I've gotten to know now uh, in the later years. But he was one of the guys that I sort of looked up, looked up to because in 2015, when I stepped up to single seaters, he won the F3 championship in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, he was kind of a big deal uh, for, <laughs> okay. for any yeah. young racing driver. So yeah. that was cool. Uh, and uh, it's good to see him now in IndyCar as well, together with Marcus. We call it the Swedish invasion, for God's sake. It's Marcus Ericsson, like you said, then Felix, and of course, Rasmus Lint came through and did tremendously well. We were hoping to see him in Indy Lights this year, maybe next year. So, okay, let's you talk about karting. So you jump then into essentially what was uh, Formula Renault 1.6. Talk a little bit about your run up to the ladder, because really, I think you stayed in the Renault for a couple of years, but then, bam, you just started moving forward, right? Yeah, so we did one year of the former Renault 1.6 in, in Sweden. Um, okay. And what was a bit special maybe was that we still did it as a family team. So oh, you uh, did? Yeah, so uh, my dad, who, well, sorry, my stepdad, who was my mechanic all through the karting years, uh, he sort of stepped up to uh, be a racing, <laughs> racing team boss uh, <laughs> together then with my mom. And then actually a, a colleague and a co-worker of my stepdad was uh, being second mechanic. I love that. Uh, yeah. And then his brother was my engineer who'd never been a race engineer before. Um, so, I, I mean, we showed up and we did our best. And the first year we finished fourth. And then wow. the second year we did it again. And then we won the championship. Um, so uh, that's amazing. It was cool. Yeah. And I mean, that was 
that was very fun and very interesting uh, at the same time. I think anyone that's been working together with a family and trying to almost run a family business, obviously this was a racing team. Uh, there, um, there are always some um, some obstacles that you have to get through, but in the end, I think we were a pretty well oiled uh, machine. Not, not gonna lie. So what a, sto- uh, yeah. what a storyline, though. You guys get into karting, and nobody knows anything about karting. You end up having your own essentially Formula Renault team uh, about nine years later. I think that's amazing. Uh, so finally, you 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 make the break from the family, right? They say there's only so much so far we can take this kid. Uh, you hook up a double R racing, and I think it's what 2017, right? You go you go uh, British F4 racing. How was that transition going from from a family team into a team like Double R, you know, really well-known team, well-oiled machine? What was it like making that transition into essentially a professional operation? Yeah, that like I say, that was my first transition going from like a family, and we still did it at a high level, but looking internationally, we realized quite quickly that we can't do this on our own. And the reason why we did it as a family team was that we didn't really have the financial means to go with a professional team earlier. Yep. Uh, but now this opportunity came together with Double R and to do F4. Um, and we managed to, to make it work, but it was, it was huge, actually. Uh, I mean, going from like we all did this part time with my family now having like a whole fully dedicated team to do this 100%. It was uh, it was cool. So uh, I made the decision as well to move over to the UK at 17, 18 uh, and then live there for for the season with the team. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wow. I'll drop some so, pictures up while you keep talking. So here, here's your formula, your, your formula Renault. Yeah. A little bit of success uh, with that car, as you said. Um, mm-hmm. You go, you go F four racing, and then let's talk. You end up staying with Double R. We talked about this before we came on. I find it impressive that you stayed with Double R Racing for four, for three straight seasons in seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Uh, as you said, fourth in the British uh, F four championship, five wins on that year. Uh, you also ran a couple of of, of British F three races with the team. Let's talk about two thousand eighteen as well, because you end up going uh, going all all in on the British F three program with seven victories. Talk a little bit about about jumping up from F four right up to F three. Yeah, um, F four was a good year. Um, it was like I said, we had five wins and it was a very competitive season that year. Um, so uh, it could have been anywhere from fifth to fourth. Well, fifth to second was pretty close. Um, yeah. But we felt that we had the speed and you know the the people the right people in the team. So when we looked at what we could do for 2018, the British F3 seemed like a reasonable choice. And obviously we had a relationship, a good relationship with with Double R and the team boss there, Boyo. So uh, yeah, we uh, we managed to uh, to make a deal and then obviously went for the championship in 2018. And uh, it started off well. I mean we. Because obviously being a rookie um, going into the British F3 with sort of said that, all right, if we can start off with some top fives, maybe top threes, and then towards the end, maybe go for a couple of wins, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started off by winning the first race of the season. Uh, and then Changes everything, right? that, Yeah, well, that's the bar for the rest of it. That's and we're just right. like, all right, well, we can't get any worse now. That's it. So, that's um, it. Yeah, we just try to keep it up. And then uh, obviously at the at the end of the year, we, we stood as champions. So, um, well, what I, lo- I love is the fact you come into the first race. So here's, here, I always, I'll ask you the same question later on. Like I always do, what's your expectations for this year, right? So you have your expectations coming in, like you said. We'll try to get some podiums. But you go from here, immediately to here, and then that's the end of the season. Like, yeah. um, unbe- uh, what an unbelievable uh, 
kind of a, a ride and adventure. It just, do you feel like the, uh, the amount of success that you continue to have just kept getting more and more and bigger and bigger for you? Could you feel you as a driver just getting better and better? I, I don't know. I don't feel like I didn't wake up the next morning or anything like oh, I'm okay. a better now, driver now. It wasn't uh, a switch or I, something like that. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's just everything just came together. Uh, and I think most drivers can say this as well. Like it just happens naturally, almost like a progression that everything just sort of clicks and you understand more. And I don't know, uh, you just sort of grow both both as a person, but as a driver as well. That, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah, the realization of how you manage a championship that you don't have to win every race to win a championship. But as long as you finish ahead of the guy who's second yeah. in the championship, then you're fine. That's the maturity, right? You, you start getting the maturity. And I, I ask a lot of drivers all the time, and I'll ask you the same thing at the end of, end of this year. You're one driver, you're one young man or one young woman at the start of the season, but you mature so much, especially when you're in your teens, your, your teenage mm -hmm. years. By the time you're at the end of the season, you're so much different than you were at the start of the year. Yeah, I know. I like know. literally, but... right? So, okay, so talk about your move then. So obviously uh, a solid run, you win the championship in British F3. That's a big championship to win. Turns a lot of heads. Uh, mm. You elect to go Euro Formula Open racing in uh, in 2019 again with Double R Racing. Was the was the was the concept essentially Double R kind of saying, "Hey, this is what we can do. This would be a good next step for you." Uh, no, so we looked at different options, and okay. the the target was to do FIA F3, uh, the old GP3 championship. Um, yep. But also know that to go when you like the the higher you go in the levels the more important it is to go with the right team as well uh, so obviously there is the top team and um yep. the down <laughs> downward sledge so yep. uh and to be able to fight for a championship if that's what we're here to do then you need to be with the top team but unfortunately for budget reasons we just couldn't do that for fif3 uh and then obviously the the next best thing was the euro formula open which was the essentially more or less the old Euro F3 uh, yeah. in Europe. Um, so, and then Double R was um, coming back to that championship as well. Uh, and um, for us, it, it seemed like a natural choice to stay with them and they did a good job. So um, it was cool. Well, let's talk, let's talk as well. Yeah, again, you had to salt, what did you, what did you do, fifth, I think fifth in that in the championship that year? Yeah, fifth, well, second. You also, got, you also got a chance to run at Daytona in the, in the, yeah. in the Rolex 24. How did that come about? So that was because in, um, in, in the UK, in the British F3 Championship, they also had a separate championship called the Sunoco Wheeling Challenge. Okay. Which, uh, if you, and that is like British GT, British F3, Janetta, uh, and a couple of other series yeah. that's pulled together. And the winner of that series gets a funded drive in the Daytona 24 hours. Uh, so on top of the uh, the British F3 title, I also won that challenge, which gave me the drive then for the Rolex 24 hour in the uh, Lamborghini. How was that so, experience? Uh, ah, that was awesome. The whole thing was so cool because that was my first time ever in the US to start off with. Yeah. Um, like and then, first, e first ever trip to the US. Yeah. First wow. ever trip. I love yeah. it. And, okay. mm, and then it was my first ever time in a car with a roof, like <laughs> a GT car. Yeah. Uh, first ever endurance race. So uh, a lot of new boxes that I had to tick off after that one. But I think it was just so cool. So different to anything that I, that I was used to before or anything I've been close to. So um, it was very nice. Wow, that's amazing. We lost you for a second there, but that's fine. Let's Okay, so let's now move in. So you come to the U.S. to, the, to run this race. Tell me about when the, the mindset, when you started thinking, how did you start thinking, hey, maybe maybe I need to look 
at a, at a program in the U.S.? Was was there someone you were in connection with? Was it was it the team itself, a global racing group? What was it that got you to come to the Formula Regional Americas program in 2020? The biggest thing that pulled my attention was the uh, Honda scholarship, the HBD scholarship um, okay. that that helps the progression towards the the next steps. Because we we sort of realized and. For most drivers, obviously, budget and, and the economy and sponsorship is essential and a big question. And then to see them have this sort of initiative, and obviously, the Rosa Indy has the USF and the Proteus Alston series, uh, has sort of the same scholarship. So that was one of the key features for, for me that I started to look across the pond and uh, across to, to America. And I guess at that point, too, once you've done Euro Formula Open, really, the, the options are where do you go, right? You're going FRA, you're going Indy Lights, or, or you're going FIA F3. And the budget for FIA F3, as we know, is, is, is extremely high, higher than anything over here. And then, you've, like you said, you have, the, you have the difference of the teams. If you don't get with the right team, it's tough to make that call, right, to be on a different squad, right? Yeah, exactly that. So, uh, and then obviously the the opportunity uh, came together with Global, and they yeah. gave me an am- amazing shot to uh, to go for the title, uh, and it came together quite nicely. <laughs> it did come together quite nicely. Let's talk about getting on the roll of winning all these races. What, what was it? What was it? You hit the ground running, obviously. Uh, was there any kind of a switch there, or did you just really connect with the, with the team at Global re- really quickly? Um, again. I don't know because it was almost the same as the British F3 where firstly the championship got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and then I had some really issues of getting into the country to start off with. Okay. Uh, I wasn't allow- allowed to fly in from Sweden to, to the US. So I had to spend two weeks in quarantine in Mexico to start off with. And wow. then I was able to come into the US. I did one day of testing before coming to mid-Ohio. Uh, I would think it was like 12 or 13 days uh, before the first race I arrived into the U.S. Yeah. Um, so again, both, well, I spoke obviously with the team about this and we thought on the test, it felt quite good, but we said, all right, we haven't done that much testing. So uh, if we can get like top five podium, that would be good. And then obviously <laughs> just minimize the damage was kind of the mindset. Yep. Uh, but then, um, yeah, free practice sessions went well. And then we managed to get polled by 1,000 of a second ahead of uh, David. And then we won the both uh, two of the races. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, that sort of set the bar for us. And then we just try to keep it up. Uh, and you were able to, which is not, which is nuts. Uh, I do like this transition. You, you, you battle a lot with David. Of course, you're in the paddock with David Malukas. Of course, his dad owns HMD Motorsports. And then they connect with Global Racing Group. Uh, probably an ideal connection, knowing that you guys have already kind of had a bit of a relationship at the track to then move forward. And of course, you know, you've got uh, Benjamin Pedersen, you've got Nikita Lastishkin with you as well. Four drivers set to go for Indy Lights. Uh, tell me first what the feeling is like for you with the team. Obviously, you get some you know consistency from Global. You connect with HMD as well. What's it like? What was the, what was the transition like moving into essentially a combined team? Yeah, no, I think you put it quite well. For me, at least, it seems like the perfect, well, the, the perfect from two worlds, more or less, because obviously I got some people that I know from Global. Yep. And then a lot of new faces from HMD, who's got a lot of experience and knowledge about the Indy Lights car, uh, which obviously I don't, and yeah. uh, some from the global team stone. So I think that marriage is working out really well. And you can really feel the energy. Like the first time I went into the shop to do like a seat fit and everything, it was just so cool to meet the guys and sort of see them face to face. And they're really motivated and eager to be back in lights, obviously being canceled last year. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah. they're here to win. 
So um, I think we work quite well together. Well, we, we, the stark contrast, I think, in talking about FIAF3, you talk about Indy Lights, is that I think any team can win in Indy Lights. Because if you look at they all have. You know, Hunkos Racing's got a couple of championships. We know HMD's already won races. Andretti Autosport race wins in championships. Carlin won the championship in races. Everybody involved has the ability to win, which I think is great for everybody in the whole program. You're, of course, with HMD and Global Racing Group. Tell me about testing. I'm going to drop a Laguna Seca picture. What was it like to drive the Indy Lights car around Laguna Seca? Man, that was almost a dream come true, because <laughs> especially around Laguna, because it's one of those tracks, like, since I was a kid, um, I've been racing, like, Gran Turismo on PlayStation yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and Laguna has been one of the circuits, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've done, like, hundreds of laps around there, uh, and then to be able to actually do it in real life, it was so cool. That's and the whole, Yeah, the whole like atmosphere just leading up to it driving to the circuit in the morning and you're just like oh this is really happening so uh and then to do it in a lights car as well because it's pretty damn fast i'll tell you that <laughs> that's it it right? was cool yeah so tell me this so you know you've gone from f4 to f3 f3 to uh british f3 to the euro formula open then to the, this then to the, the fra car um a lot of transition. Here's a question I want to I want to drop here for you. This is from Kenny Weisenfelder. He says, uh, "Linus, my question is, how do you feel about where you are at this year, and do you believe that you will win a championship in the current series you're in?" Yeah, yeah, straight up. <laughs> well, obviously, I like I believe in both myself and I believe in the team. Obviously, yeah. you got to be humble and respectful for the challenge that lies ahead. But I strongly believe that we should be there or thereabouts, and we're here to win. That's what we're here for. Um, but again, it's going to be a lot of hard work for sure. Um, but we're in, we're in here to win, uh, but as is the other guys as well. So I think we're looking for at a pretty tough championship as well. Obviously, like you mentioned before, where they're not running last year, it's building up to be a strong, strong season yeah. this year, uh, which is all, all the more, more exciting. Uh, if you want to be in with the mix of the best juniors in the world. And here we are at the second level now, the tier b- below in the car, it's going to be tough. I agree with you, and but that's what, what's the, the best thing about it. It's going to push you to the limits you've never been before, which is great. Now, I mentioned the different levels. This jump now from the Formula America series and that car up into Indy Lights, where do you rate that in terms of, of the level of jump? You know, F4 to F3 to your formula, to FRA to Lights. How big of a, a jump is that? Is it similar to anything you've done already? Mm, the closest I think it's similar to is the F4 to F3. Okay. Uh, because I think this is the biggest transformation that i've done going from the fra car to to the lights car so it's, it's a big step in in every way like i usually when i talk about this i usually say that now we have a higher top speed but we break later than we are in the fra car because yeah. we just got so much more downforce yeah. it weighs less than the fra car um so uh it's it's awesome because well, the quicker you are, the more fun it gets. The more fun it is. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey, here, so, here's another question along that line. This is from Jacob Abel, and Jacob's one of the drivers in Indy Pro 2000. Uh, based on all the cars you've driven, which is the most similar to the Indy Lights car? I like that question. Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think I would say it is the uh, the Euro Formula car, the, yeah. the Lara uh, F312 or the F320. Because yep. um, it's got almost the same amount of downforce, like the the downforce to weight dis- distribution is almost yep. similar. Yep. Uh, it just has less power, so you have that aspect with the lights car is that you have more power. But other than how it drives in the corners, etc., it's fairly similar to to that one, which is a great car as well. 
you know, we've already talked a little bit about expectations. She told me straight up, I want to win the championship. We're all there to win. You know, that, that's, that's the deal. You've done it through your career. Uh, but let's have more fun. Uh, if you look at the schedule of everywhere we're going, and we're going to a bunch of places and stuff that you've really never done before, you have had a chance to do some for, some street racing at Poe, which you, we, you and I talked about before we came on, which is great. So you have some street racing experience. But what tracks are you looking forward to on the schedule that you're like, I cannot wait to get there? Uh, two that pop up like straight away. It's yep. uh, it's St. Pete and it's Road America. Okay. It's two of the two of the circuits that I've heard like heard well being told at least those are awesome uh and st pete because it is a cool cool venue and a cool track uh and it's a street circuit that's pretty awesome uh, yeah. and then road america just seems so much fun so high speed indeed yeah the thing about road america is you get that two huge long straightaways right down into hard breaking mm-hmm. zones i think you'll enjoy yeah. that for sure uh all right uh, what else we got moving forward here um what about the oval Let's, let's talk about that. We're not doing the Freedom 100 this year, which is sad for all of us who love that race. It's always such an exciting race. But you'll go to Worldwide Technology Raceway Gateway for the first time. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Are you doing any sim work on, on oval racing? Are you, uh, have you done, do you have any testing planned to, to get there before we, before we start the season? Yeah, well, it's mandatory that I need to go there at least one day before the That's race. Exactly right. uh, yep. So uh, at least one day is checked off. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited about that, and it's probably going to be one of the most challenging things for me going into the season uh, to to sort of cope and learn with that. Obviously, I think what I'm being told as well, is, at least it's like getting used to the speeds. It's going to be one thing, uh, but then the racing is going to be a whole other thing. Um, and I mean, just look at look at Freedom 100 for example. Yeah. I mean, how many of those races hasn't been decided like on the last four or five hundred meters or whatever? Um, yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be interesting because it's obviously I've done the street races, I've done the normal road courses, but I've never done an oval. So um, we'll see, but I'm excited for it. And, and lo- at least a couple of tracks you've been at before. You only have the one season of Formula Regional Americas, but as you had mentioned and I talked about before, Barber Motorsports Park. We're gonna start there. You've raced at Barber before, and you've raced at Mid Ohio. So at least a couple of tracks that you're gonna go you go to and have a little bit of baseline, right? Yeah, uh, a couple. Two out of ten. <laughs> two out of ten. <laughs> now you t- you tested it at Laguna too, so that's nice to have. Yeah, you got some test time there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and hopefully, hopefully, I'll put some more miles like at some of the circuits during the year as well. But Indeed. obviously, yeah. I mean, just looking back at last year, um, we seem to to handle the the new circuits pretty well. Obviously, it's going to be tougher this year, but I think uh, we should be there thereabouts. Well, Linus, we're uh, absolutely thrilled to have you as part of the Indy Lights program this year. And it's, it was great though, once the – I knew it was coming, but once we got the confirmation, that was awesome. Uh, let me give you an opportunity right now, kind of a platform here. Any sponsors you want to mention right now? Anybody in, in particular you'd like to thank? Or, you know, to, to, the fact that you're getting a chance to get here right now, as we said, just one step away from IndyCar. Yeah, it's awesome to get this opportunity. And firstly and foremost, obviously, I want to thank my family for this opportunity. I mean, since since day one, they're my biggest supporters and biggest fans. And also maybe my toughest critics as well, which you always need. <laughs> That's good. Um, I like that. Yeah, uh, but it's it's great to have them on board. And obviously, hopefully, they'll be able to come across and maybe look at a race this year. Um, and then secondly, my team for uh, for the support and having this opportunity to go with uh, with Global and, and H&D and go for this push and trying to win the championship. And then obviously all the sponsors and partners for making this possible. Um, you know, we all know how hard work it is and 
it's yeah. good to see that um, the people that supported me for, for a couple of years stays on and want to see me do well as well. So I think we're going to have a great year together. If they want to follow you on, uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what, what do you use normally? Yeah, I use all three. So both, well, Facebook is my name, Linus Lundqvist Racing. And then on Instagram, it's Linus HF Lundqvist. And on Twitter, it's L underscore Lundqvist 76. Uh, so go follow me there for any updates or if you want to see a bit of behind the scenes, what I do usually do when I'm not racing. I like that. Uh, I post a little bit of that. So uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So they, I, I, you're working out like crazy. I know I know these uh, Indy Lights cars are a little tougher to drive. Have they got you in the gym or what? Ah, well, you have to. <laughs> like, right. like you say, these are a bit tougher to drive. So you kind of have to uh, start be at the, the gym a bit more. But you know, I'm I'm enjoying the the training, so uh, it's not that tough. It's uh, it's what makes it a bit fun as well. Hey, man, listen, I really appreciate you joining me. Uh, good luck. Um, it's going to be a fantastic season for sure. Agreed. I very much agree. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you very much. We're dropping the back, yeah. folks. Uh, I'll tell you, that's uh, a one driver we're going to be watching for sure throughout uh, uh, the entire season. Uh, latest Lindquist unbelievably quick last year in FRA Americas. And again, that's why when he comes in here, we expect him to be one to run for the championship. You can see from what he's saying, he believes he can run for the championship as well. So uh, it was great to have a chance to, to meet him here. I look forward to being with him uh, throughout the season. Of course, all the Indy Lights events will be on NBC, IndyCar Radio as well. I'll be down on pit lane again for IndyCar Radio as, as a pit reporter. Looking forward to talking to all the young drivers. Again, just one step away from the NTT IndyCar Series. And how many drivers from the road to Indy have we seen you know, normally anywhere between two thirds or more of the field uh, at the Indianapolis 500. That's what we're doing here in the road, Danny. That's training the future stars of IndyCar. And this could definitely be another as part of this Swedish invasion, right? Marcus Erickson, of course, coming from F1. Uh, we were lucky to have uh, Felix Rosenquist be part of the action with us, a, a race winner in Indy Lights. And of course, uh, now running for the Aero uh, McLaren SP team alongside Pato Award, another one of our graduates uh, in 2021. Going to be a, a fantastic season of Indy Lights Racing. 12 confirmed cars for this year, maybe as high as 13 or 14 at some of the races. I just feel from everything we're doing, a lot of momentum to get to maybe 16 or 18 cars in 2022. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us here. Again, it's a Monday, brand new week of the Road D&D Insider Live. On Thursday, I'll be finally talking to Rod Reed and Miles Robe from Force Indy 99. Looking forward to chatting with them. What a great program that's going to be. And as Will Power said during content day, he's got a high hope for Miles. Surround him with a lot of great people. And uh, it'll be awesome to see how that, uh, that program rolls out when we get to Barber at the end of April. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. My name is Rob Howden. Book it.